Hey, it's good to see you here tonight. Why don't you come out the front? We're going to worship Jesus.
Thank you for your presence in this place. Jesus, we've come here to worship you. We lift our hands in your presence tonight, Lord. 
Jesus. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. Lay it all down again. To hear you say that I'm your friend. You are my desire, Jesus. No one else will do. And nothing else can take your place. To feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find my way to bring me back to you. Sing it out. You're all I want. You're all I want. You're all I ever needed. You're all I want. Lord, I know. Lord, I know you.
thank you that you're here tonight, Lord. And we reach out to you by faith. We reach out to you tonight for your presence, for your life-giving presence, Lord, for miracles. We reach out to you tonight for breakthrough. We reach out to you, God, because you are good. Jesus, we're amazed by you, Lord. 
Father, the places you've taken us out of. And Jesus, the places you're bringing us to. We stand amazed tonight. You are enthroned above the heavens, the earth and all creation. Bow before you. You are a crown with strength and glory. The angels cry in holy all surround you. Forever you will stand. Your kingdom has no end. Oh, holy God, I stay amazed. You are so much more than words could ever say. Oh, beyond measure your presence is a treasure I am seeking you are an all-consuming fire and I am your desire and you are mine forever you more than words could ever say. 
pour out my praise on the one who never ceases to amaze oh holy God I stay amazed you are so much more than words could ever say oh Just lift your hands in this wonderful presence of the Lord this evening. Come on, just lift your hands. Just get hungry for Him. Young people, why don't you just come out to the front right now? I just sense the Holy Spirit wants to touch your lives tonight. Come on, let's just come out to the front here right now. We're just going to start to worship one more time. Young people. What are you, man? <laughs> Come on, young people, and just lift your hands. We're just going to worship one more time, and it's going to really believe that God will speak to you. Come on, let's just worship him one more time. Come on, let's give him our hearts this evening. Oh, holy God. Oh, holy So much more than words could ever say. Come on, let's reach out to
Father, that your presence, Father, come right now and just touch our young ones, touch our teenagers tonight, Lord. Lord, I thank you. You hold your, your destinies in your hand. Thank you, Lord, you hold your future, eternity in their hands right now. Father, tonight I bless them in the name of Jesus. Father, I just call them forth as the men and the women that you've called them to be in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, in your presence, such a power. Touch their lives afresh tonight in Jesus' name. Father, that tonight that they would hear your voice inside their lives. Lord, that they would hear your words come and speak into their lives tonight. Holy Spirit, would you come and bring hope into their lives in Jesus' name. Where's Foti? Foti, are you here tonight? <laughs> there he is right there, right in front of me. Come on up, buddy. Why don't you just lift your hands up? Just come that way. Guys, why don't you just stretch your hands out to this fantastic young man? Father, let your love come and touch him right now in Jesus' name. Father, let your presence, Father, just come and just saturate his heart, saturate his soul today in Jesus' name. Put it just as we were worshiping before, I just felt you. felt your name come into my heart. And I know that God wants to speak to you tonight, to encourage you tonight. I saw a picture of you running. It's almost like you're running away. You're running. You're just kind of running, but you're running nowhere. And I just sense in my heart today that in your life, there's kind of been a, a wandering, a running, and a searching, searching for identity, searching for uh, peace inside of your heart, searching for direction inside of your heart. The times like you've been, you don't know what else to do, so you just run. And when there's been times of conflict, you don't know what to do. And sometimes you just run this way and run that way. But I just sense the Lord wants to speak to you tonight and wants to encourage you and say, you don't need to run anymore. Don't run anymore. God wants to encourage you to say that He is with you today. He is with you tonight. And I just sense where there's been areas of conflict, relational conflict around you, where there's been conflict in your own heart. The Lord wants you to stop running from Him and open up your heart to Him tonight. Allow Him to come into those areas of pain. Allow Him to come into those areas which you're running from tonight. And I believe tonight that as you start to stop running and start to focus your heart and start to open up your heart towards Him, Lord's going to come and move upon your life powerfully. The Lord's going to start, He wants to do a, a transformation work inside of your life. But there's been times where you felt you don't know what to do, or uh, even at times you're struggling with acceptance. Today, the Lord says, I've accepted you. I'm your father. I'm your, I'm your father. You're my son. You find your identity in me. Father, today, Lord, I just thank you for this great young man. I pray, Lord, right now. Father, you'd speak into his life. Father, that even right now he would experience, he would experience your presence, filling his soul, filling his mind, filling his emotions today. Father, today I take authority over every spirit of rejection that would come over his life, every spirit of rejection, every word of rejection of those spirits, those demons that would speak into his life. I bind you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, and I break your power off him today in Jesus' name. I break every spirit of fear and intimidation today, and I thank you today. You've called him by name, Lord. You've chosen him before he was even born. Father, even before he was in his mama's womb, Lord, you have already ordained him. I thank you for the promise. I thank you for the purpose that you set him for today in Jesus' name. 
Father, I pray that you'd give him the strength today to, to run with strength the race that, you've, that you have set before him today in Jesus' name. Touch him with your love tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Father, I call him forth as the man that you've called him to be in Jesus' name. I call him forth as the leader that you've called him to be in Jesus' name. There are areas in our life that we we see as weak. But God's so amazing because He can turn them into great strengths. I encourage you today, don't look at the reflect on your life and try and compare it with other people, the other family members around you. Don't don't try and compare. Sometimes you see yourself shortcoming. Lord would say today, no, 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 you my grace is sufficient for you you'll find that there are going to be some strengths emerging in your life, things that you thought were weaknesses. God's going to bring, call you forth with strengths in your life, and you're going to see the power of God move powerfully over your life. God bless you, son. You're an awesome man. Can we just keep playing? Holy Spirit. Where's Jaden Moffat? Jaden, 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 Jaden. There we are. You all right, buddy? You all good? Just lift your hands up, Holy Spirit. Touch this young man tonight in Jesus' name. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, Holy Ghost. Fire, 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 fire. Sense the Lord's got a special anointing for you. The other night when you're in the prayer meeting and you're on your face before the Lord, I saw you sowing something into the heavens. The Lord wants to say tonight that He's proud of you. He's proud of the stands that you've made. He's proud of the way, He loves the way that you've just, your heart has turned to Him. heart's loyal to Him. You're going to find that the grace of God is going to emerge strongly upon your life. Things that you never, ever thought were even possible. You're going to find that God's going to bring you into those places. You've looked at people and you look at men and women of God and thought, oh, I'd love to be able to preach and minister like that. The Lord says you will and in a greater dimension. Don't look upon yourself. Don't compare yourself. Don't say, oh, I can't do that. I'm not like that. I don't have that kind of personality. I don't have that type of personality. It's not about personality. It's about spirit. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every spirit of rejection off his life today in Jesus' name. Father, I break every spirit of loneliness off his life today in Jesus' name. Where he's felt alone, Father, where he's felt isolated, I thank you today, Lord, that you are with him. The Father, in his alone times, Lord, that you are there, your presence is there, your presence lifts him up. I pray today, Lord, right now, to just release your presence over his life in Jesus' name. Touch, 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 Holy Spirit. Touch, Holy Spirit. And just sense right now there's going to be a transformation work over the next year, this year. There's going to be a transformation where you take, go through your life and see like um, 
and I don't want it to sound kind of wussy or anything like that, but it's kind of like, kind of like a caterpillar butterfly type thing, but it's, it's kind of, you find a different analogy, but anyway, you get the, get the gist. But I just sense there's going to be a time where even right now, God is just transforming your spirit, transforming your soul, transforming you. You're going to find over this year, you're going to emerge as a great man of God. Touch him, Holy Spirit, right now in Jesus' name. Touch Awesome. <laughs> You're a good man, huh? Where? Where's my sister? Holding the baby just over here. So, oh, I couldn't see you. Come over here. Whoopsie. Awkward moments. Bring your baby. Hold your baby too. It's fine. Thank you, Lord. Touch your Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, little baby. I just sense, um, actually, I had a word for you. This word was actually two weeks ago for you. <laughs> I'm glad you're here tonight. I just sense... Um, When I saw you, when I was praying for you in church the other day, I, was, I felt, I, I don't know a lot about your background or anything like that, but I felt the Lord specifically talk to me about, uh, I don't know whether it's your grandfather or your great-grandfather, but I could just sense a, a, there was a time two or three generations ago, somebody was praying for you, somebody was praying that your, uh, that their inherit, that their, uh, that their children and their children's children would know the Lord and would walk with the Lord. And I just sense for you today, um, whoever it was back there who prayed for you, they've put an inheritance in your spirit for you and for your children. I just sense that today, that your children are going to walk into, into a dimension of God that was prayed for many years ago. They're going to walk in a dimension of God that, uh, that is unique to them. There's an inheritance that God has laid up in the spirit for you and your children. And there's been times where you've, You've had concerns about your children. There's times where you've worried about, you know, what's, what has God got for me? God's got a wonderful thing for you. God has got wonderful, he's got, his, uh, got a wonderful plan and a purpose for your life and for your children. And you're gonna, your children are going to be blessed. You're gonna, your children are going to walk in a dimension of God that is, that is amazing. I can see miracles. I see them walking in a dimension of miracles. I see them bringing hope to the hopelessness. I see them using, and even yourself, picking people up and making something beautiful out of their lives. I just sense tonight, sister, that God's hand is upon your life. Father, today, Lord, I just pray for her. Lord, I just release your blessing over her life today in the name of Jesus. Father, that which has been prayed for her, Father, that which has been invested into the Spirit today, Lord, I call that forth. I bless her children today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the gift of God that's within her. And I pray today. Lord, that would emerge in this coming season today in Jesus' name. Father, the gift, Lord, that the presence of God, Father, would move powerfully in her life today in Jesus' name. Lord, I bless her. I bless her household today in Jesus' name. Touch them, Holy Spirit. Touch them right now, Holy Spirit. I bless you today in Jesus' name. I bless your kids today in Jesus' name. I bless them with peace. I bless them with prosperity today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
Hey, you guys are great, huh? We've got some great young people here. Fantastic. Hey, why don't you grab a seat? We'll pray for some more maybe later on, huh? Hey, uh, tonight we're just going to uh, take up an offering and just give out of, our, uh, out of the abundant blessing that God has given to our lives. And so why don't we just sing a song, I'm pouring out my love. And as we pour out the love of God and worship, let's pour it out in our finances tonight. Let's bless the Lord with our giving. Come on, let's give. tonight we thank you for your blessing over our lives Father we thank you for your goodness to us Father we thank you for this offering tonight we pray that you'd use it powerfully to extend your kingdom in Jesus name Father we give you thanks and give you all the honour tonight in Jesus name Lord God's people said Amen It's great to see you here tonight and why don't we just check out what's coming on Baylife News we've got some fantastic things coming up so let's check it out You know what's coming up? That's my beautiful wife. Hey, so um, so check out your newsletter, and uh, and there's some great things. We got some great things coming up. So um, the biggest one uh, that's coming up next week is ladies. Grab some of these teens um, as you go out the door. Give them to your friends. We're heading out to Clifton Cafe next Saturday. There's no strings attached, it's just that. We're going out, we're hanging out, having coffee, having something to eat. Come and join us. Um, it'd be great to get together. Um, be great to invite somebody that doesn't come to church. And so it's just a time to get together, to have some fun. Um, we'd love to see you there. And um, check out on the newsletter all the other things that are coming up this month for um, Operation Hope. We're um, collecting cans of food. These are for families that are in need and... Um, the Operation Hope bin is in the foyer, so when you come in, just drop your cans in there, that'll be fantastic, so that's in March, and uh, the rest of it, you can have a look, we've got an amazing kids camp coming up, and uh, there is more info coming soon, there's fundraising coming up, but we want to sow into our kids, it's called Empower 2017, and we're believing that our kids would get empowered by the Holy Spirit, amen, that they would go from wherever they are, they would go from this place into all of their schools and their families and their homes and their communities, and they would impact their places for Jesus Christ. 
So check out this. It was fantastic. Hey, 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 hey. Get a word for somebody tonight. Um, so just uh, while we're worshiping before, worshiping before, I uh, just had a word for Dallas, and uh, why don't you come up, Dallas? And I've had a word for you since um, since the prayer meeting last week, and um, I just want to honour you tonight. And uh, just if you lift your hands before the Lord, and I just the the word that God gave me is this: is that um, you've had a season of grief, and you've had a season of um, dark times. And uh, sometimes when we enter those dark times, we don't, we don't realize, we don't know that we're going to enter them. And I believe that's what happened to you. I believe there's a shock and uh, just a shock came into your, into your soul and into your spirit. And, um, but I believe, I prophesy tonight that the, um, that the dark times are over. I prophesy tonight that life has come yes. and that the dawn has um, broken. I prophesy over your life that all of the things that God placed in your life, all of those things that he predestined before time for you, they're going to start to flourish again. It was like they started to flourish. It was like the enemy took hold of you in a, in a traumatic situation and he tried to snuff out what God was doing in your life. Um, but, but I want you to know tonight that God says it's not over. It never, ever, ever was over. It was never, ever over in that season. Um, God has taken you through and you're coming out the other side. God says that there's a place in his word and it's called the Valley of Baca and it's called the Valley of Sorrow, but valleys are places that we never park up and we never are meant to stay in. And God says, this is you're passing through and uh, you've come out the other side. And so today in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I lay hands on my brother and I decree a new day. I decree a new season. I decree a season of favor. I decree a season of life. I decree a season of hope in Jesus Christ's name. Father, let your presence fill him. Father, I call forth creativity in Jesus' name. Father, I call forth, Lord God, words, Father, to preach. Lord God, the word of God, Lord God, that would be sharper in him than he's ever known, Lord God. Father, I thank you for a season of study. Lord, not just study in the natural, but study in your word in Jesus Christ's name. Father, let him, Father, emerge, Lord God. Father, as the season of old is behind him, in Jesus Christ's name, Lord, as he steps into the new, in Jesus' name, I prophesy life. I prophesy resurrection power. And I prophesy the dreams that are in a spirit, Lord God, that they would come to fruition. In Jesus Christ's name. Father, let your anointing fill leaders. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for a new day. Father, I thank you for a new season. In Jesus' name. Father, I call him to prosper in every sense in Jesus' name. Amen. Georgia, come over here, dear. Come on. You all right? Come here. Recently, we just had a great privilege just to have... Um, Take Georgia with us to America. You enjoy going? Yeah. You want to just say something just quickly about how much it impacted you? <laughs> well, when I was in America, um, I came with uh, like a lot of expectations of what it would be like. But when I came back, uh, everything changed. Um, when you go there, it's like heaven opens up. And like you just can't explain it. You can't put words 
the glory that of God that comes through the experience of being a church. Yeah. Oh, God makes you feel good. Made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Made you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. What about the water? Are you doing the water? Yeah. It's it's just so different, and I didn't know what to expect, but it just surpassed everything that I could have ever dreamt of. Yeah. And what did God speak to you about? Um. He spoke to me about trusting him. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I know that I'm kind of a person of fear, but then God is with me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, the words of God. So we're, we had a, uh, a time with Apostle Maldonado, and, um, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and as soon as he met Georgia, he saw straight away that you're a dancer. He just used the word dancer, and God's going to, what else did he say? Uh, he just saw the dancer in me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was another prophet, too, that spoke over your life, too, about, about God's going to use you, and you're going to see that. Um, presence of God touch people's life through your dancing, huh? Yeah. It was pretty cool, huh? Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was great just to have my daughter with us and, and just to have her in an atmosphere that uh, the presence of God was just really strong. And, and uh, Remember the first time I got to speak in front of people? My dad did exactly this. We are in a church of, I, don't, I think there was probably 5,000 people there. And, um, of course, it's your granddad. He said, I've got my son here. Why don't you come on up, David, and just, I don't know, talk to the people for a little bit. <laughs> and I just felt the panic arise in my heart. But, uh, but God is good, amen. And God used yeah, God to do something beautiful out of our lives. I really pray through Georgia that God will really just, um, what God has deposited in your life, that will just come into fruition. And uh, that there's an inheritance for you that uh, is only for you. And... Uh, so I pray that God will just give you a lot of boldness, and, and I know God speaks to you clearly, and uh, it's a great word. You prophetically picked up what I'm going to be uh, preaching on tonight, so you're on to it. You pick up after your granddaddy and your mama, huh? <laughs> great. Hey, it is great to see you in the house of the Lord tonight, and I uh, do believe that we're living in exciting times, and uh, just a great to see how uh, God's just moving, uh, moving upon our lives, moving upon our church. Uh, it's just great to see that the influence that is... Um, uh, God is bringing up our church. Really wanted to celebrate with Bruce and Marlene today. You guys are just fantastic. I am just so excited for you uh, and what God has done in your life. And uh, I'm so proud. Why don't you just come and tell me just, just what's happened? I'm so, so thrilled. Well, um, um, Georgia, you're talking about trust. And it's a huge thing, no matter how old you are, trust in God. And, um, you know, and so often we think we've blown it, we've stuffed up, and, um, you know, you, you, you won't get an opportunity or another chance. And I, I just want to just say God is incredibly faithful. And no matter what we find ourselves in, where we're at, um, God's working in our hearts and um, changing our hearts. And sometimes we've got to go down before we go up. And um, we want to try and minimize that. But, <laughs> but um, 
we just found God incredibly faithful. Um, seven, eight years ago, we stepped out with a, um, it was about 15 years ago, with a vision to change flats nearby, building really good quality homes in a, in a place that was depressed, a part of, you know, the western part of Blacksmere, where nobody wanted to touch or go there. Uh, some of my friends said, you know, you're crazy, what are you doing? But um, God just put in my heart, no, I want to build really good quality homes and attract really good families into the area that have a positive influence over that part of um, the suburb of Blacksmere. And um, in doing so, in my naivety and passion and, um, yeah, hi, you know, uh, God's with me, anything's impossible, um, that I found needs to be tempered a little with a bit of counsel and wisdom, um, which I, I learned the hard way, but uh, that's life. We learn by our mistakes, and, um, and we blessed a lot of people in that course. And uh, we built 35 houses in there, but in doing so, in doing subdivisions and building um, houses, it's usually all the last lot of houses you, you make all your money, but um, circumstances like the uh, financial crash in 2008 really totally changed everything uh, to the point that we, we over a three-year period, we ended up losing our house. And, um, you know, I was thinking 52 and uh, I know that for young people, that's, that's old. But, um, you know, I wanted to be semi-retired and doing the things of God and having that freedom that comes with financial freedom or a degree of it. Um, and to lose everything was shattering. And thinking, think, and I burnt all my house plans thinking I'll never own a home again. Never build, let alone build a home again. And uh, I just want to say to God and Marlene, you've been incredibly faithful. We're still married, you know, <laughs> 36 years. Uh, so, so, many, so many people that go through what we've been through end up shooting through, getting divorced, you know, just the pressure that comes with that sort of thing. And uh, um, just God's been amazing. And uh, I went to the council a year ago, it's almost a year ago now, I said, um, you know, I was just stepping out. I had, a, I had, and I've got to say, it's all Jesus. But stepping out and saying, um, I asked him for six victories. And I was cheeky enough to say, I only want to pay you one at a time. I didn't say I had no money, but um, <laughs> but um, they ended up they ended up giving us that section. And we're building one at a time. And we've just built our first home. And um, people love it. And we've just sold it. So we so we just give glory to God. You didn't just sell it, though. You sold it for a record price. We sold it for a record price. Yeah. The highest sold house in Flaxmere. And uh, and it set a trend. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of other houses going to be built in the same street. And we're just so excited that uh, with what God's done. He's incredibly faithful, and uh, no matter where we are and what's going on or kind of how low you are, don't let go. Don't let go, and um, yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you, we, um, this is, the girls will like this, we had um, two days to dress the house, and um, so it, it was 
quite stressful. So we just started to pray, Lord, line up, <laughs> line up some deals for us. And did we get some deals? Un- just unbelievable. And as the day went on, I, I kind of, I got to get in the car and say, where do I, where do I go? And the Lord just led me through the day, and we got unbelievable deals. Like, and got to dress the whole house, put everything like unbelievable. And we had people around in there with us today, and um, and they're like, oh, you got this for what? Like leather lounge suite, um, Italian glass top tables, leather chair, kind of all of this crazy, crazy stuff for ridiculous money. But th- just again, just get, you know, just getting in the car. And saying, Jesus, where shall I go next? And just, yeah, following him around town. It was just such fun. And we got to do it. But the other thing was we went around there this afternoon just to um, show some people. We put Pete and Sandy around there and Anne. And um, we pulled up the driveway, and there was a lady parked up the drive. And I thought, oh, this looks a bit dodgy. Lighter. <laughs> Bruce is like, don't be rude. But... Um, we, we parked behind the car, and this young woman got out, and we started talking to her. And um, then Sandy and Pete got out, and Anne came, and they were walking around the house. And she went up to Sandy, and she said, I know you. And, Sa- you know, you, you kind of hesitate when that happens. But she had been here at a trauma seminar. And just we were just talking about the timing of God, like all of this stuff coming together for us to be able to build these houses again. It was all perfect timing of God, just like meeting that young woman today. And I got to pray for her on the front lawn of that house. Because we prayed that those houses on that street would bring glory to God. And that, you know, we, we had this purpose and a plan for that whole, you know, the big area that we're talking about on the end there. And, uh, you know, we, we walked around that land. We um, buried the emblems. We poured wine out. We buried bread. We had many days down there praying. And then, you know, when we got these six sections, we thought it was going to be the beginning of something that we would continue to do. But, you know, God is saying to us now, you did what you wanted. This is what you asked for. And you might not be building those homes and you might not be doing that thing, but it's going to happen just as you prayed. And um, so we're just trusting God that he'll continue to have his way in that place and that the land will be healed in Flaxmere West. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say too, um, Dave and Kate, I just want to thank you for standing with us and, and praying and believing, you know, when I had no faith, you know, sometimes we just have no faith yeah. at all and we just need people around us. And I just want to say, appreciate it. Kerry and Vivian, Joseph, and there's um, others here in the, in the church that have really encouraged us in this um, journey. And, you know, I, I just thought I'd never build a house, never own a house. Um, we still rent, and we we enjoy where we're at, and we're going to be there for a while yet. Yeah. Um, but we're enjoying the journey, Thank and you. we just give thanks to God. Awesome, that's fantastic. Amazing, just so rejoice with you guys, and and uh, really believing that that million dollars will be returned to you as well. <laughs> and uh, for those of you that don't own homes, we're gonna really believing and standing with you that one day that God will get you into your own home. And you can believe that. God can do that. It's no problem for him. Have you got your Bibles with you tonight? Let's uh, look in Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 7. We're talking tonight about um, something I just felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me about standing in faith, standing firm in faith. Have we got that up there? 
and verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass, look at that bright screen there, huh? you can't miss that one little bit. Yeah. And it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, Ah the son of Jothan, the son of uh, that Rezin, king of Syria, and what a name, Pekah, the son of Ramalia, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to make war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told to the house of David, saying that Syria's forces are deployed in Ephraim. So his heart and his spirit, listen to this, and his heart and the heart of his people were moved as the trees of the woods are moved with the wind. The Lord said to Isaiah, go now and meet Azar and you and Shea Jashab and your, your son at the end of the aqueduct from the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field and say unto him, take heed and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint-hearted for these two smoking, these stubs of smoking fire, fire brands for the fierce anger and of Rezin and Syria and the son of Ramali. I want to talk to us a little bit about the situation that has just occurred right now. I know there's a whole bunch of strange names there, but uh, this king, the king, this, uh, his name is Azaz, but this man has become king at 20 years of age. At 20 years of age, he has become king of Judah. Can you imagine here, as a teenager, at 20 years of age, becoming king of your own country, king of your own, what an amazing position to be in. Uh, for, for some of us, we might think, oh, that's a, a wonderful position to be in. But for this, for this guy, when he became king, he did not walk into a pleasant situation. When he became king, he, he, he emerged into a situation of intense conflict. This was a real war of real people with real swords and real bows and arrows. This is a real situation that this particular king found himself in. The Bible says that, uh, uh, that Israel had had joined with the forces of Syria, and they'd come up against Jerusalem. And uh, so a couple of things out of here. So upon, immediately upon coming king, he walked into a conflict. You notice here that there was a coalition that emerged. There was a coalition. He, he was king of Judah, but his brother or his brethren, Israel, had joined in coalition with the Syrians. What a conflict to be in. Uh, what a place of conflict to be in. But you find that Syria represents the world. And all of a sudden, he had come up against somebody who was supposed to be his brother, who was supposed to be on his side, but yet he had joined forces with Assyria. He had entered into a covenant relationship, entered into a, a coalition with uh, Syria, with the war, and made an agreement with a different spirit, and now was coming to attack his own family. All of us, you'll find, will come into situations where we're facing conflict of some sort. For, the, for this particular guy... He was facing a conflict, again, with real swords and with real bows and arrows that was going to bring a real pain upon his life. And what a situation to find yourself in at that age of your life. It wasn't a great leadership position, but yet he still found himself in a place of conflict. One of the things that you'll find is all around us today, all through our lives, we'll, place, we'll find times when we're in places of conflict. If you're not in a conflict now, you'll find yourself in an incredibly intimidating situation. It was not the intent of these people here to come against him and bless him. They came against him to destroy him. One of these we'll find is all of time, we will find ourselves at one point in our lives, or maybe multiple points in our life, where we will find ourselves in a conflict. Maybe it's not as serious as that, but nonetheless, you'll find yourself in a place of, of conflict. Some people you'll find, the people that should be loving you and supporting you, have actually betrayed you and have joined forces with somebody else 
and coming against you. You'll find yourself in some places in your life, maybe it's a conflict with family, maybe it's a conflict with the bank, maybe it's a conflict with your credit card, maybe it's a conflict. Somewhere you'll find that we're in life we come into conflicting situations. One of the things for this guy here, he was put under in a conflicting situation. And I don't know about you, but when you come into a place of conflict like that, there's a lot of pressure around that. How many people know what I'm talking about? When you're in a place where you've got pressures on all sides of you, you'll find that it's a pressure cooker. Sometimes when you're in a place of pressure, it's difficult to know what you to do. The Bible says that, as, uh, it says here that the hearts, his heart and the hearts of all his people around him were moved like the trees are moved by the wind. In other words, they were really afraid. They were dead afraid. And I don't know about you, but I've been in situations like that, and there's going to be times in front of me today that I'm also going to be in situations where I don't know what to do. I don't know which way to turn to. I don't know which way to go. The pressure's on me, and I'm in a position where I've got to make a decision. Even as young people, you can find yourself as a teenager finding yourself in a pressure where some people are going one way, and you've got a pressure going on trying to pull you in another direction, and you don't know what to do. Sometimes you'll find that in family situations where you become into a, into a position where you don't know what to do. You're in a pressure cooker. You're with me tonight. A lot of the times when we find ourselves in that, in that pressure cooker, those are the times when decisions that we make can really make or shape our future. Those are the times that we, have, we make those decisions in those environments can either make us or they break us. When you're facing, facing decisions, when you've got to face a, 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 a pressured situation, what do you do in there? What do you do when your finances are going down and your, your bills are coming in? What do you do in those situations? What do you do when the crowd is going this way and you know in your heart that you shouldn't be going that way, but you don't know what to do? All of us will find ourselves in positions like that. It was a difficult... One of the things that you'll find is here that Israel had entered into an agreement with Syria. Friends, that's the wrong people. And you'll find that people today uh, put pressure on you, but those people that the Israel, Israelites were putting pressure on them to, to join the forces of Syria. One of the things you'll find is if you listen to the voice of Blacks and Christians, you'll find yourself uh, in a very dangerous place. You'll find the same that where so many people today have come into a place of compromise. You look around the world where the church should be standing strong, where we should be standing strong, We've been put under pressure with agendas from around the world. We find ourselves making decisions that are not always good. Some of the things you find that you look around, we'll see that so many people have entered into an agreement with the world. And we wonder why the church has lost its power in some places. For some people here today, it's like, be careful who you're coming into an agreement with. Be careful who you come into an agreement with on social media, who you come into an agreement with. Who you come into an agreement with will influence your destiny and influence your future. Even if it's in a, it looks like a seemingly small situation, you will find that whoever you come into an agreement with, whatever you come into an agreement with, will start to influence and dominate your life. So one of the things I want to encourage us first tonight is, one, don't be influenced by people who live in an alliance with mixed values. Here is a young man, he's put into a, a pressured situation, and the Syrians and, uh, and Israel are trying to pressure him to come into uh, a place of compromise. When you uh, allow your values to be mixed with the, mixed with the values of the world, we'll find that uh, our lives will just won't carry the same power. They won't carry the... This is the place, this is the, this is the Israel, the people of God, and they've entered into an alliance. 
And when you follow that kind of a crowd, you'll find that that road is a, is a road that goes to nowhere. You'll find if you start to listen to people, when you start to mix values, mix values of this, mix values with that, you'll find that uh, life doesn't work out so good for you. I was just reading in, uh, I think it was Malachi today, that um, how, the, how the Lord gets annoyed with people. And one of the things that gets annoyed with, that really annoys God, I'm pretty sure it's in Malachi, was that we start to mix values or start to say things of, of God when they're actually not of God. When you see the church, we see fellow Christians, fellow people doing things in the name of God, but we know darn well that it's not of God. That is annoying to him. <laughs> And so one of the things I want to encourage us tonight is, as we live our lives, be careful of who we allow influence your life, especially when you're in a place of, of pressure, especially when you're in a pressured situation. The voices that we come into an agreement with have a powerful effect on our life at that time. So one of the first things I want to encourage with, don't be influenced by people who live in alliance with mixed values. Israel had entered into an alliance with Syria and were now fighting against their own family. <laughs> How many times we find that in, in, in our lives, that the very, very people that we should be loving and should be supporting with have actually come, have got mixed values and now we're fighting the very, very, we're fighting, we're fighting our own family. <laughs> when we've come to that position, that's a terrible position to be in. One of the first things we look at in the scripture here, that God had to bring the king into a place where he could speak into his life. We got that verse, can we just keep that scripture back up there? One of the things we find is, um, uh, and it says here, um, that the Lord said to Isaiah the prophet, go down and meet this king, you and your son, meet him at the end of the aqueduct at the upper pool on the highway to the fullest field. Essentially what that is saying, what he's talking about here is it's the public laundry. <laughs> it's the public laundry he's referring to. In other words, sometimes God has got to get you to a place where you're humble enough to be able to speak into your life and to be able to shift what's going on inside of you. So God can speak to us in the most unexpected places and the unexpected, with the most unexpected people. This place was the public laundry. So essentially God is saying, I'm going to bring the king down to the public laundry. I'm going to bring him down to the laundromat over here and I'm going to send a prophet into his life and the prophet's going to speak into his life. <laughs> the amount of times where I felt God had, had, had you know, I was waiting in the house of God or waiting in these most amazing places or wherever that God would speak. But actually, it was the places that I least expected that God sent a prophet to speak into my life. <laughs> One of the things I want to encourage us tonight is be in a place. Don't get yourself so high and mighty that God has to bring you down into a place, into the laundromat, in order for you to, for, that you'll be in a place where you will be receptive to his word. This is a king. But yet God had to, he was so, probably so full of pride that God had to bring him down to a point where he would be receptive. There'd be going to be times where God will speak into your life prophetically in the most amazing and unexpected places and unexpected times, using the most unexpected people. One of the things the prophet said to him was this. He says, the Lord said, now, uh, he said take heed and, don't, and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint-hearted. For these two stubs of smoking firebrands, for the fierce anger uh, of, of these guys. In other words, he's saying, you've got some threats coming around your life. I understand that. Maybe it's a financial threat. Maybe it's a, a relational threat. Maybe it's a, you've got some pressure and I've had to bring you into a place where I can speak to you. It's one thing to be afraid. It's one thing to be shaken. It's another thing to come into an agreement with the spirit behind that. 
keeps pushing that upon your life. I can tell you now there have been times when I just did know what to do. There are times when I felt my complete heart and my spirit that I was shaken to the core. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do financially. I don't know what to do relationally. I got no idea what to do. I feel pressure on all sorts of sides. I feel afraid. I feel uh, a, a whole world of uncertainty around me. I can understand that there will be people here. You get into that position at times where your, your whole world becomes uncertain. What do you do at that time? You kind of feel at one point, I feel afraid, but I, I shouldn't be afraid because God... So you get into an internal conflict. But it's okay to feel shaken. The Bible says with David, he said, in my distress, you have enlarged me. It's okay to get distressed. It's okay to, to feel nervous. It's okay to feel afraid. It's okay to, to feel that. But the issue is this. When you, one, keep quiet. In other words, be careful of the words that come out of your mouth when you're in that position. <laughs> keep quiet. Don't let that fear, don't let that fear start to propagate out around you. When you start to speak and start to entertain what's going on around you with those words, you will start to feed it. And that fear or that, that, that spirit will, will, uh, will start to manifest it in your life or the environment around you. It's okay to feel afraid, but don't come into an agreement with that spirit. If you're facing a pressured situation, it's okay to, thanks, it's okay to, to feel uh, nervous. It's okay to feel in a place where you don't know what to do. But that is the point where it will really make you or break you. I can tell you today, there are times when I was coming into this role as a pastor, I did not know what to do. I only knew that the Lord was with me. I had a word that would say that it wasn't even firsthand. It was secondhand. The word was this, that the Lord will be with you and will show you what to do. That was it. I held on to that word of God. There's a prophet that I never heard of. But yet I held on to that word. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether it would be rejected. I didn't know whether it would work. I didn't know whether it would fail. I had no idea what was going to happen. All I knew was simply this. I could either trust the word of God, or I could either trust the Lord, or I could not trust him. I could either entertain that spirit, or I could entertain another spirit. And it goes on to say, can we just read that? Let's go down a bit further. Be quiet, don't be afraid, don't be faint-hearted for these guys. Let's go to the next part of the scripture. Uh, so their intent was to come up and trouble him. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, it shall not, nor shall it come to pass. Next, next scripture down uh, in verse 9. No, 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 verse 9. I'll read it to you. So he goes on to say, he goes on to say this. He said, if you do not stand in faith at this time, you will not stand at all. If you do not stand in faith, you will not stand at all. You'll be times in your life where you'll come into that position and you'll be in a place of pressure, which way do I go? Which way do I go? Will I come into an agreement with the voices that are coming against me? Or will I come into agreement with the prophetic voice of God over my life? Which way will I turn? I'll either choose to stand in faith, stand on the promise of God, or I'll choose to come into an agreement with someone else. We'll all come into that position at some point. I know Bruce and Marlene would have had to be in that position. I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure whether I'll ever, ever own my own home. I'm not quite sure what the years in front of me will now bring. I'm not sure what to do. But all we had was a word of God that your foot will not slip. That was it. So you could either choose what you're going to come into an agreement with, whether you choose to come into the word of God. And I know it's easy to say right now when you're not in a, in, in a tight position. But when you are in a tight position, that is where the squeeze comes on. And we're all going to be in that position one day. 
one of the things we'll find is this, that um, we've got to come, be careful who we come into an agreement with. If you don't stand in faith, you won't stand at all. Unfortunately for this particular guy, he didn't stand in faith. And that's why you don't even really hear about him much in the Bible. There are people that stood in faith. David was a man that stood in faith. We well, can read about his faith stands today. This particular guy, that, that's about the end of his story right there. That's about where his, his life ended. He, was, he was, became king at 20 years of age. He reigned for 16 years. He was of the house of David. But actually, that's all we said about He was a wicked king. We can see why he was wicked. Look at the choice that he decided to make. If you look in uh, two, 2 Kings chapter 16. 2 Kings chapter 16. So on one hand, he's got the prophet of God speaking into his life. Don't be afraid. Don't, 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 the Lord's going to heal you. The Lord's going to be with you. Stand strong in faith. If you don't stand in faith now, you won't stand at all. That was one decision. But the option that he took, you find in, in, in 2 Kings chapter 16. Instead of that in verse 7, so Ahaz sent messengers, uh, again, we've got some strange words, to the king of Assyria saying, Listen to these words. He's, instead of listening to the voice of God, instead of listening to the prophetic word of God over his life, instead of holding the word of God over his life, he made the decision. He went to a decision of one of the most powerful kings on that face of the earth at the moment right now, as he was the king of Assyria. And he said these things. He sent messages. And listen to the words that he used. Saying, I am one, your servant, and I'm your son. Come up and save me from the hand of Syria and from the hand of the king of Israel who would rise up against me. In verse 8, and so Ahaz took the silver and the gold that was found where? He took the silver and gold that belonged in the house of the Lord and sent it to the king of Assyria as a present. You know, I was just deeply challenged by this, that, that the prophet Isaiah spoke the word of God that the Lord would save him. Essentially, it came down to this. This king of Judah had no trust in the Lord. We'll all come down into a position that who are we going to trust? Who are we going to put our hope and our trust in? Are we going to put our trust in a word of God that may have come in the most unexpected of places? The word of God that came to me was in an airport. <laughs> it was an Indian prophet who was in an airport who hadn't even met me. But yet the word of the Lord came and said, I will be with him. That was enough. That, all, that was all I needed. I had other options too. But this guy here, instead of listening to the voice of God, you can see one that he not only uh, compromised, that he gave over his whole identity into a foreign king. One of the things I find is this, and often when people come into such times of decision, when they don't put their faith and when they don't put their hope and the trust in the Lord, they sacrifice the most precious things that they have to them. They sacrifice the most precious things that they have inside of their life to an ungodly king. That ungodly king is the devil. One of the things I've seen is where people come in the church and they come in, in situations and they, 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 they face pressure. Instead of putting your hope and putting your trust in Jesus Christ, they end up selling one end up serving a foreign king, and they end up becoming their identity. It's two things, the servant and son. In other words, he's placed himself under another authority, under a wicked king. And when I look at so many of our people today, when they come in 
face challenges that I believe maybe have been set up by God. Instead of trusting the Lord, they, sold their, they sell their own soul out. We wonder why they just disappear. We never hear from them again. All of us, my friends, come into that position. And the most saddest thing that even the silver and the gold that was found in the house of the Lord, and the treasures that, things and treasures, taonga that belonged in the house of the Lord, he took those things and took those things and took them and sold them and tried to appease a wicked king. I wonder what treasures that you have in your life today, treasures that belong in the house of the Lord, treasures that belong in your own personal house, treasures that have been deposited there, treasures that have been invested there, treasures that have been maybe passed down from generation to generation. Treasures maybe, uh, I mean, I'm talking about spiritual treasures, treasures that uh, spiritual gifts have been passed down, spiritual gifts that belong in this house, that belong in your family, that have been prayed for, that have been invested into, and you've just taken those things in a time of pressure and compromised and sold them off. If you do not stand in faith, you will not stand at all. There are treasures that I have in my life. And when I'm in a place of, I mean, one of the greatest treasures I have is a a gift of faith. I treasure the inheritance that have been put before me. I treasure the spirit. I treasure the, 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 the inheritance that we have in this house. And in times of pressure, I can choose whether I will sell those off, not in a literal sense, but I can trade them for a material thing or come into an agreement with a a spirit, a a, a demonic spirit. Treasures that should be here in this house, in your life, in your house, have just been traded and now being used by a foreign king. I want to encourage us today. I wonder what treasures have been already been traded because we've just compromised, because we haven't listened, we haven't trusted the Lord. But the Lord is faithful. The Lord can get those things back. I think it was either his brother or his son, was King Hezekiah, who restored true worship back into the house again and managed to bring it back. But what a tragedy that in a time that is set up where you could experience the hand of God strongly upon your life, you just traded it, you just sold, you compromised, and we didn't trust the Lord. We sold off those treasures and tried to appease somebody else. What a tragic situation to find ourselves in. I know in, the, in this house there's been there's wonderful treasure, there's spiritual treasure here in this house. But I know in front of us there'll be treasure, there'll be, there'll be times of pressure, there'll be times where, uh, where we'll feel intimidated, there'll be times where uh, the pressure will come on. But those are the times, my friends that if we don't stand together in faith, if you don't stand as a family, if you don't stand as an individual, if you don't stand in faith, we won't stand at all. I believe there's great opportunities in front of this king. Could have been in a position. He was in a position where if he trusted the Lord, he would have seen one of the most greatest interventions of the Holy Spirit in his day. He would have seen one of the most greatest and most powerful uh, miracles of God in his day. I wonder what kind of life he would have been. I wonder what kind of king he would have been if he had just at that moment made the decision to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord and not sell out, not just 
uh, come into an agreement with another spirit. It took another generation for somebody to reverse the process. Friends, we don't need to be in a place that we were, I don't want us to be in a place where we have to reverse the process. I want us to be in a position where the, the cycle is not yet, I don't, we prayed about this in the, the prayer meeting the other day. But it's like, God, there's spiritual cycles, there's natural cycles, and there's spiritual cycles. When a, a cycle is repeated, it means that the purpose has not yet been fulfilled. So God has to repeat the cycle again. But when a purpose has been fulfilled, the, the, a new cycle has begun. I believe as a church today, there is a, what, what God has positioned us, what God has placed in our hearts as a church to do and fulfill on this face of the earth has not yet fulfilled. We've been through places of trials and pressure, but I can tell you now, there are people here that have stood up in the faith, faith of God and said, I can see the armies, I can see the pressures, I can feel it, but I can tell you I'm making a decision that my hope and my trust will be in the Lord. I don't care what's coming against me. I don't care what their threats are. I don't care what people are saying about me. I don't care what my friends are doing or what their friends are doing or what their friends are saying because those people are caught in compromise. For me and my house, I'm going to put my faith in, I'm going to put my hope and my trust in my Lord. And I know I am confident that he will come through and break forth. Young people, I want to encourage you today. God has got treasures inside of your heart. You may not be facing a battle that's intense as this particular individual was, but you will be facing your own battles. You'll be facing battles with people that call themselves Christians but are not Christians. They're compromising. They're playing around sexually. They're playing around with things that they know darn well that she shouldn't be playing around with. Don't listen to their opinions. Their opinions are worthless. Don't listen to their threats. Put your hope and put your faith and put your trust in the Lord. He will lift you up. He will come forth and your behalf. Don't sell. Don't trade what God has given you. Don't trade the inheritance that is in this house that is for you. Don't go selling that off to somebody else who's not going to give a rat's backside about it. Don't do that. Build the treasure. Don't sell it off. Some people here today, you're under pressure to try and compromise with decisions that other people are doing. Don't do that. It may look impressive. It may look threatening now. Friends, don't, don't look at that. You look at the prophet. When the prophet saw, he, when the prophet saw spoke how the Lord saw this particular these particular individuals, the king saw them as a, as a massive threat. But the prophet, the word of the Lord saw them as this. These people here that look intimidating, look pretty powerful now, in my sight, they're yesterday's news. They're old smoke. Forget about them. They're old smoke. Some people here today, they may look like they're the king of the world in your culture right now, but when you look through the eyes of the Lord, he can just say, oh, they yesterday smoke, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Just, just don't say that. Just trust me, I'll work it out. I'll work it out. Make a decision today. Make a decision today that you'll put your hope and your trust in the Lord, no matter what comes across your path. I know today that we've got some great adventures in front of us as a church. God's going to it's a great victories for us. Those victories will come with their pressures and their challenges. Those, vic those little challenges that you're facing in your life right now, maybe it's a relational challenge, maybe it's a financial challenge. Don't compromise there because that compromise there can compromise a whole bunch of other things. It'll compromise the destiny that God has for us. Why don't you just close your eyes, close your eyes and bow your heads this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Father, thank you for the journey that you've taken us on. Lord, I pray tonight for every person, every household represented here. 
Father, where there's those that are going through challenges, where there's those today that are facing pressures, I pray, Holy Spirit, that your presence, that your words would stop the compromise. To stand strong in faith today, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you today for the wonderful treasures that you have in this house. I thank you for the treasures that are in the people in this house, Lord. Lord, let us not sell those out. Let's not trade them for a moment of safety. Lord, I pray today that you'd give us the the strength. Father, give us the, the faith to stand strong. No matter what comes our way today, Father. Lord, give us the grace. I thank you today that there is no temptation. There is no pressure in the world. There is no temptation that is common to man that you cannot find a way out. Lord, I thank you today that you always provide a way out. Today, Lord, we make a decision today to put our hope and our trust in you. For those people that are sitting on the fence and issues, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll bring them into a position that your word would speak into their lives today in Jesus' name. We're making a sitting on the fence and decisions with you with decisions. I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you would just speak into their lives and challenge and bring conviction today in Jesus' name. Thank you for the great days ahead. Thank you for the great opportunities. Thank you for the great victories that are in front of us today. I pray for our young people right now, Holy Spirit. Your presence would be strong upon their lives. Lord, they would stand strong in the pressures that are in front of them right now. I bless them today. I bless your house. I bless your people today. In Jesus' name. Lord God's people said, come on, Lord God's people said. I'm so looking forward. We're going to have a great year this year. I'm believing for great miracles to be poured out in this this region. I'm believing for great growth. I'm believing that as we come into a great event later in the year, that this whole place is going to be shaken. And I can tell you right now, I know, even in my own heart of hearts, I can be honest with you and say, oh, I'm a little bit intimidated about the challenge, but I'm thinking on the other side, no, 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 I'm going to put my hope and my faith in Jesus Christ. And we're going to have a fantastic year. We're going to make the name of Jesus great. Come on, let's worship Him tonight.